Welcome to Arranging Us with Carventa Collins, the show where Carventa breaks down ideas and views on women's topics in a demystified way. The key is to put things in a neat and suitable sequence to bring out the most satisfactory adjustments in women's lives. This show will enable listeners to affect change, create new awareness, and move right into action while keeping in mind the bigger picture of balancing family life, social life, and last but not least, spiritual life. Now, here's your host, your biopsychosocial life coach, Carvinta Collins. Welcome, my arranger listeners. Today, we are going to speak about stress and how it impacts the body. Now, just a reminder, I am not diagnosing anyone in this session. I am not a doctor, and this session is for informational purposes only. Nothing on this podcast is intended to substitute for treatment provided by a mental health professional. The purpose of my sessions is to assist women in making changes in their lives through supportive guidance. The information I offer is based on my life and work experience. Now, let's get to it. Understanding stress from all angles is critical. And I felt to kick off my first episode with this topic was very fitting because as I dig into my podcast, I know I need to manage my stress levels. And what better way to do it than to do it with you? So as a woman, I want to know what stress is to you. Do you feel like there can be negative stress and positive stress? Do you believe that stress impacts the body and brings on multiple symptoms that manifest? We are going to explore and demystify stress in an informal way while considering one of the five interactive forces, the biological connection to our stress and health. What is stress? Stress is regarded as being overwhelmed with responsibility or some see it as containing enormous pressure. Stress can be the wear and tear of everyday life that causes emotional or physical tension. Ladies, I don't mean to say it like this, and it's not coming from me, but I have heard that most men will say, stress is what women cause. (laughs) But hey, it happens to everyone. But the difference is how we individually handle it. Because stress is the constellation of cognitive, emotional, physiological, and behavioral reactions we experience as we transact with what we perceive as a threat or what we see as a challenge. Now I must say that the word stress seems to be popular in conversation nowadays. I mean, you will hear it on the news, read about it in magazines, it's mentioned in school, preached at church and discussed at family gatherings. You would just hear it all the time. I would just ask, how are you doing? And most responses were, girl, I'm okay, but I am busy. I just can't find enough time in the day to do what needs to be done. And it stresses me out, but I can't complain. I heard that so many times. So I started researching and found that some people could describe stress, but which kind of stress was it? Was it distress or eustress? 
Distress is the negative stress we carry with us arousing anxiety with a disquieted spirit. For example, when you're having financial difficulties, marital problems, traumatic events, or time management and organization difficulties. But it is not the big things we stress about that drive us off the wall. No, it's the continuing series of small mishaps that does it. So how do we handle it? But let's talk about eustress. Now, eustress is referred to as positive stress. For example, when you are planning a wedding, the journey of having a baby, competing or performing in public, maintaining health relationships, job changes, starting a new semester at school, or starting a new podcast like myself. How do we handle this type of stress? Because guess what? They are both stress. Whichever one you are dealing with, it causes havoc on your nervous system if we can't manage it. Stressors tend to evoke fight or flight reactions that affect a number of systems, such as the autonomic and sympathetic nervous systems. By the way, the systems I will be naming here are a lot. But the main takeaway is to understand how many parts connect and become affected when we overwhelm ourselves with stress. Now, let's begin when the body is in immediate danger. It alarms or triggers the body and the autonomic nervous system, the gastrointestinal system, and the limbic system gets affected. The cardiovascular system is also affected by making the heart increase its rate. The large muscles in the body tense, which affects the what? Muscular system. And the hormonal system is impacted by hormones secreted to stimulate the release of energy for action. The respiratory system is also affected by making your breathing rate increase. The dermal system making the skin perspire to cool down the body is also important to know. Oh, I forgot, even the sensory system is involved, making the eyes dilate as vision and hearing become more acute to perceive the threat more acutely. As I mentioned earlier, I am not here to formally break down each system, but I highly recommend you search these things in your spare time just to understand how they are all affected. Even search how the hypothalamus, the amygdala, and hippocampus are all impacted when dealing with stress. Then it can affect the immune system. Some believe that there is a link between stress and illnesses. As a matter of fact, Pelletier, way back in 1977, believed that stress plays a role in 50% to 80% of all illnesses and diseases. Stress creates a hormone in your body called cortisol, and it suppresses your immune system's effectiveness in fighting off invaders. Especially if we are dealing with chronic stress, its ripple effects on our health could be devastating. Stress that is left unchecked can bring on many health problems like high blood pressure, heart disease, headaches, being very fatigued or changes in sex drive, sleep problems, and more. They're even saying that heart disease is the number one killer of women. On Top 30 TV News, 
Dr. Suzanne explains the effects of stress on women. And here's the clip. Doctors are trying to better understand how stress affects our quality of life. A growing number of studies are looking at how stress from family and work can affect heart health, especially in women. So joining us now to talk about this is Dr. Suzanne Gilbert-Lenz. Doctor, always great to have you. Great to be here. So why are doctors focusing on women specifically? Well, first of all, it's really important to understand that heart disease is the number one killer of women. And I don't think everybody understands that. So that's that's one of the, the big reasons why. Men and women, we know, do have some differences physiologically. Right. So it's important to understand those differences. Um, additionally, if we're going to you know prevent, diagnose, and treat, we need to understand those differences. We know that with women, there is often a delay in diagnosis or misdiagnosis. And furthermore, we also are starting to understand, especially with some of these studies, is that midlife stress seems to set up older adult health. And so women who have big stressors in midlife, 40s and 50s, are more likely possibly to be having heart attacks and other forms of heart disease in their 60s. So what can we do as women as we age? I mean, one of the things that we talk about is, of course, stress management and stress relief. If I tell you, hey, you seem like you're really stressed, you need to not be stressed anymore. I mean, that, that just made me stressed. Okay? Yeah, I know, right? So, so that's not helpful. But there are actually things that people can do. There are many, many free apps. Okay. You can go to YouTube and you can learn how to do mindfulness, meditation. It is so critical to do this, so easy to do it, and it has profound effects. So for ourselves and on behalf of our family, it's yes. important to tackle this issue. Doctor, thank you so much for being here. So just like Dr. Suzanne said, mindfulness and meditation are suitable stress buffers but mindfulness to me is having a healthy mind full of godliness that's the best and i wholeheartedly believe that meditation on the word of god is the ultimate source that we need to tap into all the other meditations out there are pushed or became popular are only a snack and sometimes an unhealthy or ungodly snack compared to God's way. It can lead you down a never-ending path and having the main ingredient or the main course who is God to feed off on will keep and have you full. And now it's time for Carventa's personal account rundowns where personal stories are humbly shared. Now, arrangers, sit back, relax, and let's begin. Well, my friends, here is part of the show where I sometimes share a personal story of mine or someone else's. I can even sometimes rant about the topic I am speaking on. I remember my primary care doctor asking me if I ever had a stress test, and I told him, sure, duh, it's called living life as a woman in today's age. <laughs> that is so funny and lame all at the same time. <laughs> I got that off the internet. It hit differently when I was reading it, you know, but oh well, I am not editing this out at all. It's just gonna have to stay in here. So, okay, for real, let me get back serious. I used to be a stressor, right? And when I would get stressed, I would feel my heart pounding, my hands used to be sweaty, and I've noticed my shortness of breath anytime I found myself in stressful situations. It wasn't anything major. It was just like running late somewhere, confrontations with others, preparing food or doing an open book quiz. 
Even when I would receive bad news, I could not handle my stress. I remember one day in college, I read a book called Stress, Health, and Well-Being by Rick Harrington, and he discussed how to understand your environment and where your stress is coming from. Seeing a poisonous snake behind glass in a zoo is not as frightening as seeing that same snake a few feet ahead of you on a hiking trail. It is the hippocampus that helps the amygdala put the threat significance of the snake in its proper situational context so that the amygdala adds fear to the experience of the snake on the trail, but not to the experience of the snake in the zoo. So your reaction is going to be totally different if that snake was free and in the wild. Personally, I am more scared of bears. So when I found myself in stressful situations, I stop, take deep breaths, and think to myself, is this a threat like seeing a bear in the woods? Or is this like seeing the same bear in the zoo behind a glass barrier? So one day I remember running late for an important event. And no matter what I did, things kept getting in the way of me making it there on time. My car was messing up, the train came and then stopped on the tracks and my GPS sent me in all different directions because of a detour somewhere up ahead. I started getting stressed. My breathing was off and I became very agitated and started feeling very down and wanting to go back home and call it a day. At that moment, I remembered what I have learned and I had to say, wait, is this a threat or a challenge? And that was the key. We sometimes perceive challenges as a threat. Yes, I was running late, but it was not a threat. This did not call for me to be in flight mode, running away from the situation like I would with the bear in the woods. This caused me to see it as a challenge like the bear at the zoo. Because at the zoo, actually, I am paying money to see this bear behind this barrier. I am taking my kids in the same environment to see this bear and I am calmer and I don't have this threat in front of me. Why? Because I understood my surroundings. The bear and I have this barrier to protect us from each other. And just like that, I recognize that actually I signed up for this event and I even invited my friends to meet me there. So therefore, my hippocampus signaled my amygdala that there was no threat. So there is no need for the flight response. I just needed to manage my stress at that moment and start looking at my options and choose the best one for the situation, which would strengthen my emotional intelligence meter. So after some time, one of my good friends was stressing over a paper that was due for school. And she was explaining how she couldn't start the paper. She was having headaches, having stomach problems, and she felt like she would receive a low grade on the paper. She started to vent and blurt it. Maybe I should just quit school. Her spirits were low. And I told her, wait a minute, sis. Is this a challenge or a threat? She did not understand at the time. But I broke it down. And she realized that her paper was the bear at the zoo 
and not the bear in the woods. So her reaction to the paper was like seeing the bear in the woods. Once she got that, the challenge was not a threat because her paper, the bear, was in the zoo. And she was able to handle her stress about the paper and found ways to get help. She called me the next day and told me she went to the writing center and received help. She became very calm about her situation and did quite well on the paper. So that's enough for my personal encounter with stress. But I want to emphasize as a woman, we all need stress buffers to regulate pressures in life. Because once we begin to manage it, we can balance it. So women, we need to stop bringing much stress inside our homes and with our loved ones. Even though society and our family depend on us so much, we must realize that whatever energy we bring into our home affects everyone in it. So when stressful times come, we must be aware of our power and our influence. Our kids become uncomfortable. Our spouses sometimes become distant. And everyone at that point is walking on eggshells because of the stress we let control us. So we have to manage it. Let's break down what manageability is. It refers to our ability as humans to assess internal and external coping resources and use them when we need them. We can have the ability to emotionally make sense of demands and to perceive these demands as worthwhile investments of our energy as challenges rather than burdens. Even from a biblical standpoint, it says, cash your burdens on the Lord and he will sustain you. I believe it was because God knew how stress could lead to creating burdens that we ourselves cannot bear. Now I know that there are so many stress management exercises out there. All you have to do is look them up on the internet. I would not recommend any in this session because I believe we know ourselves more than anyone else and everyone is different. Some exercises will work for some women and others not too well. To be completely honest, most did not work for me because I found myself stressing out trying to do them frequently and do them correctly only to question myself, which brought more stress until I just introduced myself to life's stressors the proper way and became friends with them. That way, I was not afraid of it and could comfortably set boundaries, learn how to balance them, and not try to run away from them. So, my main goal today is to get us to embrace, but be smart in how we face our stress and stressors in life with stress management by maintaining stress reactions in a healthier way rather than adopting unrealistic goals like trying to eliminate stressors or stress reactions totally. I have seen that women are most satisfied when they are neither understimulated nor overstimulated for extended periods of time. It's kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. We want our bowl of stress not too hot or too cold, but just right because we need to tap into our stress 
in stressful situations that need to be addressed, right? It's not about being happy without ever dealing with stress, but about being intelligent when it comes to balancing our stress. So today, I just want to leave us with an understanding of what stress does to our bodies. Ladies, overall, I pray that we can learn how to balance our stress. The second thing is to find ways to cope with your reaction to stressors in your life. And number three is to use my example with the snake or the bear in your everyday life. I don't care if you switch it out with spiders. Whatever you are afraid of, just use it as an exercise when you find yourself in stressful situations and say, wait, wait a minute, is this a threat or a challenge? Because if it's a challenge, it's seen as you stress. And if it is a threat, it can be seen as distress. So then we can realize which one we are dealing with and use the proper reaction for that time. At this time, I would like to thank my family, friends, and all the women who encourage me every day to be simply me and not overcomplicate who I am. If you like how I broke down stress biologically, Please stay tuned for the next episode discussing how stress affects the mind and our emotional state. Please become an arranger today. This podcast is growing out of hard work and created with love. You are so much appreciated and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Arranging Us with Carvinta Collins. By choosing to spend a portion of your limited time today with your ears and brain space, we hope this session has been beneficial and fruitful. Come back often, and we will appreciate it if you subscribe, share with others, post about it on social media, and rate and review. Please support us on patreon.com forward slash arranging us, or donate on Cash App using cash.app forward slash dollar sign arranging us and most importantly visit Carvinta Collins life coaching website to book an individual session on a budget at survivingscarssuccessfully.com again the website is survivingscarssuccessfully.com to find extra resources and more products it's very much appreciated we humbly thank you for listening and remember to detect check affect and accept what's going on in your life Have a blessed rest of your day.